Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It was on again, off again, and now inching back to on again, it appears. Will Trump and Kim Jong-un ever make it to that first date? Plus, did the president just reveal his 2018 election strategy? Conspiracy Theory Central. And Yankees fans break out a Bronx cheer for Rudy Giuliani. This is the State of America tonight. We're looking at June 12th in Singapore. That hasn't changed. The on-again, off-again, on-again summit does definitely seem to be on-again. Diplomacy is accelerating at breakneck speed today to save President Trump and Kim Jong-un's summit. The president, three or four times a day, simply makes stuff up and lies about things. We have known for a very long time that Donald Trump likes to traffic in conspiracy theories. He's now doing it from the Oval Office. The White House slapping China with 25% tariffs. It's a major reversal. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. Two reviewers watching around the world. This is State of America tonight. It's all about relationship status today. And in honor of that, you have your pick of relationship cliches. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Opposites attract. And my all-time favorite, of course, it's not you, it's me. Or is today really about playing hard to get? And is it working for President Trump? The on-again, off-again summit between the U.S. and North Korea seems to be leaning slightly more toward on Today, President Trump confirms that Kim Jong-un's right-hand man is heading to the United States. The president tweeting this, the confirmation this morning. We've put a great team together for our talks with North Korea. Meetings are currently taking place concerning summit and more. Kim Jong Kim Jong-chol, the vice chairman of North Korea, heading to New York. Solid response to my letter. Thank you. This is the highest-ranking North Korean official to come to the United States in 18 years. We should really look at him as Kim Jong-un's personal envoy. Now, he has been at Kim Jong-un's side at all of the major summits that he's had this year with world leaders. The fact that he was a former spymaster and oversaw some of these operations, both both the possible sinking of a warship in 2010 off the Korean coast and also possibly that Sony cyber attack shows that he uses provocation as part of his strategy. And that is something that we need to keep in mind. He is a strategist. He's not a diplomat. Diplomat or not, he's meeting with the Secretary of State later this week. Take that in addition to meetings also in, in taking place in Singapore and the DMZ. That has one former CIA director convinced this time it's for real. I think it will happen. I think it's actually now more rather than less likely that it will happen on the 12th. You've got meetings in Singapore over logistics, meetings in the demilitarized zone over substance. And now you've got this very high level meeting here in Washington, D.C. And so, frankly, uh, for me, who have been very skeptical, this is all very heartening that there may be some there there when, when the two presidents meet. Please, please remember that five days ago, Donald Trump sent the out of the blue letter to Kim Jong-un canceling the nuclear summit. Yes, that was just five days ago still. So let's add another cliche to the mix. Time sure flies when you're having fun. 
Not sure if that really relates to relationships. But anyway, at least, at the very least, that relationship status continues to be, it's complicated. One relationship um, on which there is little doubt of the status with the president is the president's long affair with conspiracy conspiracy theories, though. I won't list them all because it would take a lot longer than we have. But this is Donald Trump of 2016. And I'm afraid the election's going to be rigged. I have to be honest. Folks, the system is rigged. It's rigged, okay? And remember this, it's a rigged election. And then he won. And then he decided it wasn't so rigged. Well, now what's old is new again. President Trump says the midterm election is likely going to be rigged, not by the Russians, but by Democrats working for Robert Mueller. It came in a tweet this morning, and here it is. The 13 angry Democrats plus people who worked eight years for Obama working on the rigged Russia witch hunt will be meddling with the midterm elections, especially now The Republicans, stay tough, are taking the lead in the polls. There was no collusion except by the Democrats. Yet again, there's no proof of that, of course. And yet again, he's left members of his own party to try and make sense of it. Do you think Robert Mueller and his investigators are trying to meddle in the 2018 midterm elections? Uh, I don't know that... uh... I can give any credence to that. That's not a trick Um, question. I mean, it's not a trick question. I mean, is there any evidence on planet Earth or beyond that Robert Mueller and his investigators are trying to meddle in the 2018 midterm elections? I've not seen anything on that. But that hasn't stopped Donald Trump before, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop him anytime soon. Why would it? It's worked for him. It's working with his base of supporters, and that's what he cares about. He believes that it plants a seed of doubt in the, in the Mueller investigation, remember, that is largely what this all goes back to, is the special counsel probe into his campaign and into whether he obstructed justice. The president's attorney this weekend offered up a pretty important admission in all of this, that discrediting Robert Mueller is in large part, is a large part, if not the entire strategy. It is for public opinion, because eventually the decision here is going to be impeach, not impeach. Members of Congress, Democrat and Republican, are going to be informed a lot by their constituents. So our jury, is the, as it should be, is the American people. And while we're on the topic of relationship roller coasters, there's a new high, actually it's maybe more of a, a low in the Trump-China relationship. Candidate Trump said often that he would, go, he would take China to task. President Trump talks often about how great his relationship is with his Chinese counterpart, and now... President Trump is moving forward with a plan to slap a 25% tariff on billions of dollars worth of Chinese goods. If you're surprised by all of this, this latest twist, you are not alone. Here was Trump's Treasury Secretary just last week. We're putting the trade war on, on, on hold. So right now we, are, we have agreed to put the tariffs on hold while we try to execute the framework. And then there was the president himself in the Oval Office last week. Our relationship with China is a very good one. And I told President Xi, I don't blame China. I blame the United States for allowing this to happen. Because people in my position and people in these positions should have never, ever allowed that to happen. But we're changing it. I told you this was a roller coaster. I think a lot of people are now just starting to wonder when they can get off of this roller coaster. For you, not yet. And one final relationship to check in on. Some breakup news. Rudy Giuliani, known as America's mayor after his, after his leadership in the aftermath of the September 11th terror, terror attacks, also known as one of the biggest fans ever of the New York Yankees baseball team. He is now also known as one of Donald Trump's attorneys. And that may be the, may be the reason why his relationship with the Yankees fans 
base has soured. When the announcer said, let's wish Rudy Giuliani happy birthday, they booed. To add insult to injury to that breakup, the Yankees lost. Sorry, Mr. Giuliani. What did they say? There's always more fish in the sea? Something like that. Enough talk about breakups. Let's get back to the makeup story. President Trump and North Korea. CNN's Jeremy Diamond is joining me now from the White House with much more on this. We're not going to talk about any of your relationships, Jeremy. We're going to state of the news. What's the latest on whether this meeting is on or off today? Well, uh, the White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders issued a statement this morning saying that the White House is actively preparing uh, for this uh, potential summit between the president and Kim Jong-un. This summit, which was scheduled, of course, to be on June 12th in Singapore, appears to be back on the books. At least that seems to be the aim of the United States. Uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, is set to meet with Kim Yong-chol, one of the highest-ranking North Korean officials, the former uh, head of North Korea's spy operations, who will be in New York this week. The two men are expected to meet to work on those details for the potential June 12th summit. And that's not the only preparation going on. There's preparation happening in several other countries as well. At the the DMZ between North and South Korea, uh, Senior administration officials are there, expected to meet with their North Korean counterparts to discuss uh, the issues of substance with regards to the North Korean summit. And on the logistics front, Joe Hagan, the deputy White House chief of staff for operations, is in Singapore right now, where he is uh, scheduled to meet with North Korean officials as well to discuss the logistics of that upcoming summit. So all of this appears to be back on track for this summit. But what has changed is the big question, because last week when the president issued that letter on Thursday announcing that he was canceling his planned summit with Kim Jong-un, White House officials made clear that it was not just because of the insults leveled at Mike Pence and the talk of a nuclear showdown, but it was also because there was a big gap between the U.S. and North Korea on what exactly denuclearization means and how you actually achieve it. And so while these negotiations are still underway, there's no indication as of yet as far as what kind of uh, gap has been bridged between the two sides on the substantive front. Uh, That, of course, needs to happen Uh, for President Trump and Kim Jong-un to have a successful and substantive summit rather than simply a photo op in Singapore next month. Kate? Is that progress enough, though, even having a photo op at this point? Let's see. Jeremy, great to see you. Thanks so much. Coming up for us, a bold allegation, even by Trumpian standards, the president claiming that the special counsel is getting ready to meddle in the midterm elections to help Democrats. But is there any proof? And does it even matter to his supporters? We'll be right back. What's the midterm strategy for Republicans to keep control of Congress? Some might suggest talk as much as you can about taxes, cutting taxes, and the economy. President Trump has a different suggestion. He has another idea. Question the legitimacy of the entire election, even before anyone heads to the polls. Sound familiar? The panel tonight. Erin Gloria Ryan is here. She's a contributing editor at The Daily Beast. Doug High is a CNN political commentator and former communications director for the Republican National Committee. John Laval is the regional vice chairman of the New York State Republican Committee. And Mike Morey is a former communications director for Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. Hello, everyone. Let's get to it. Erin, um, the president questioning the legitimacy of the midterm election. Maybe not a surprise, because this was a theme during the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. What impact does it have? Does it have an impact? 
Well, I think in the way that Trump sees it, he can't lose by doing this, just in the same way that his suggestion pre-2016 was that he couldn't lose. Because if he won the election, then he won the election. You know, he, he was yelling rigged, 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 rigged in October and, and early November. It's rigged until it's not. It's rigged, and then he won, and actually it's not. And he's the most legitimate president maybe in the history of the entire world. <laughs> Good but, impressions. But thank you. Now he's doing now he's doing the same thing with 2018. I think that, you know, right now it, it seems like it's kind of a coin flip. We don't know what's going to happen in 2018, who's going to win. There's a lot of time between now and then. If the Democrats take the House back and if Trump's presidency is therefore imperiled, because if the, Trump, if the, if the Democrats take the House back, that's a fair assumption, uh, then he can cry rig, rig, rigged and, and kind of, you know, kneecap them. But if the Democrats don't, then we're, we're just going to all forget about this. But at some point... Are we already are we already past the point, Doug, of just saying that is it's bananas or crazy pants or whichever descriptor you want to use that the president of the United States is going to question the legitimacy of the election system? Sure. I think, you know, if, if this is an international audience that we have here, they know that in, in so many countries in the world, if the opposition wins, that means the, the election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump was the opposition to all things right. Washington. The election was great for him. It's, it's, so it's bizarre that now he has the, the levers of control with the Republican Congress that he's, he's pushing on this. But he has to, he feels, discredit the Mueller investigation because it's targeting not just him but potentially his family as well. And as that okay. comes with more and more indictments and pleas, he has to politically do that. And that's ultimately, this is all about politics. And Rudy Giuliani admitted as much that when it comes to the, the whole... A large part of the strategy is appealing to the public, turning public opinion against the Mueller investigation. I thought it was really important when Rudy Giuliani just came straight out and admitted it on Sunday. Is it working? It is working to a degree. I mean, if you think about the uh, polls and sort of support for the Mueller investigation, it's working. Um, whether it will work, I don't know, but it is trending that way. You know, the thing that I find most ironic about this is the, you know, the, the, there's no collusion. The Russians weren't involved in his election. No one interfered with an election. No meddling there. But there might be with Mueller and the Democrats come the fall. Uh, the lunacy of this just, I think, is, you know, it's standard par for the course with Donald Trump. And so you take it with a grain of salt and you throw it out a window. I mean, <laughs> Democrats... Meddling in the election. Bob Mueller meddling in the election. The birther conspiracy. Obama wiretapped me. Ted Cruz's father was involved in the Kennedy assassination. All things that President Trump has proposed, pre or post-presidency. Does it bother you when Donald Trump dances around with, or doesn't even dance with, just goes straight at it and plays or in pedals and conspiracy theories? Well, I don't think this should be in the same category as the other things that you spoke of. Okay. I mean, what the president's saying is that this probe, this, and it's kind of wandering. We've talked about this before, that the focus of it needs to be more clearly defined and the purpose of it, because we know there has been no collusion. There's no evidence of that, and that was the original intent of this. But there's no question that if this probe is ongoing and it rolls into the well, election think cycle... It's, becoming, it's going to be an issue in the election. That's what the president's saying. And that's saying, that, that's exactly saying. what... His, if you read his tweet, that's what he's talking about, that this is all part of the political games and machinations that are going on. And the truth is, he's right. And I guarantee you that multiple Democrat candidates across this country will be talking about the Mueller probe. Of course they will. Of course, of course they will. They will. There were 75 <laughs> criminal charges. How many indictments have there been oh, at this point? Also, I mean, give me a break. You've got a few people running with scissors. Wrong. What else? What, what else do they have? Also, don't don't nothing scissors. substantial. Don't scissors, What's really what it comes what? down to, there's no question wait, wait, that wait, wait, Russia wait, 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 was trying to influence our lesson, just like the Chinese do all the time. Wait, are you saying that 
vote for that. No one should do you be able to talk about it. Do you accept the Trump advisors for talking to the Russians? No, they're going to talk about what the president's saying. This is, this is wandering on. Do you accept on. the premise that the Trump advisors were talking to the Russians during the campaign? Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm not okay, going to accept look, this, any this premise. Idea, this the idea, evidence will come forward. But there was no collusion. No. Of you don't. No collusion proven yet. So who's the, wearing the tinfoil hat? The idea that it needs to be <laughs> narrowed is so ridiculous. It's like if, you, if, you, if you're a cop and you're going to help a kitten that's stuck in a tree and you see a guy getting stabbed on the way there, you can't be like, no, my focus is this kitten that's stuck in the tree. You're wrong about that. When you're a special prosecutor, you have a main focus. If you see those other crimes, you refer them to the Department of Justice, and they will pursue those Doug, I focus yeah. That's on the, the kittens. That's all I'm going to say to you. <laughs> but I do actually want, I want to turn to something else, because it speaks to, it, it just, it, this speaks to kind of a moment where we are. A lot of folks will say that Donald Trump has made it okay to say racist things. Donald Trump has made it okay for people to, an acceptable way to speak. When he's offended Gold Star families, he's offended Muslims, he's offended women he's offended african-americans he's a friend offended hispanics and he says i'm just i'm just speaking straight and he says he's not racist however then today happened someone that donald trump applauds and cheers on roseanne barr her show is back on the air it's become wildly popular and then she sends out a tweet disparaging to say the least a former Ob- top obama advisor saying that the muslim brotherhood in planet of the apes where they had a baby it would equal VJ, which stands for Valerie Jarrett, one of Obama's closest friends who was in the White House. Who was with born him. in Iran and who was mixed race. Yes. Right. She, after backlash, the show was just canceled. Mm-hmm. What do you, how does that play into this whole thing? Not into the Mueller yeah. investigation. I'm just talking about in where we are today. What? Well, I think if, if you look at today, sorry, oh, if, no, if you okay. look at today, we're not just talking about that. We're also talking about every Starbucks being closed right now. That's exactly Because right. we have another um, awful racial incident that's happened in this country, and it comes from an atmosphere that unfortunately is fed by too many people on my side that ultimately becomes a stain on the soul of the Republican Party that we're not only not willing to confront, but we'll go along with if it pays for our tax cuts and if we get our judges and we get all these other wonderful things that, as a policy matter, I support. But we have this overriding problem that tells segments of our country that not only is it okay for them to be talked about, whether they lose their job or not, but that from the highest parts of power within our country, it's acceptable. And we'll hear this some, in some fashion at his speech tonight. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Don Jr. retweeted that tweet, which... You know, that's kind of, all you need to know. kind of where we are. Yeah. John? Well, <clears throat> obviously it's horrific. And, and, Donald, and, and the Republican Party does not embrace that type and of your advice to Don, at and, all. And your, and your advice to Donald Trump when he takes the stage for sit a free-willing rally. Sit in a Republican House conference meeting like I did and watch members of Congress make, Republican members of Congress make jokes about the president, former president, being from Kenya. Okay? I heard that time and time again. That kind of thing is absolutely unacceptable. And our party basically by not condemning it all day, every day, welcomes it. Well, I, I think you, you get that flavor of people in all walks of society. These are this, elected members of Congress. Not, right, but you're talking about something that happened before Donald Trump ever came about. He's talking and now about, we're trying to relate to Donald, oh, Donald Trump. Trump, 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 Trump has perpetuated this well, theory. I, 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 don't, your, I don't buy it. Your advice to President, I don't buy it President Trump has spoken to Roseanne, yes. applauds her, cheers on her career. They, but he's not going to applaud this. I just want your advice to Donald Trump tonight is he's about to head into a rally where he, by definition, goes off off prompter and off script right. as this has happened. Mm-hmm. Your advice to him is to do what with what is just played oh, out? Oh, I think he has to speak very clearly and say this is deplorable. This is unacceptable. It's wrong. And that's just as simple as that. President and I think Trump he'll do that. Not say that Roseanne's <laughs> and I do believe he'll a do good that. person, too. President you Trump, listen to John LaValle. Listen yeah. to Talk John LaValle jobs. today. Stand by, guys. Coming up, don't cancel your flights to Singapore yet. Did you book them? 
Donald Trump's up with Kim Jong-un may still happen. So at this point, is pulling off any meeting at all an accomplishment in and of itself? We'll be right back. to work to reduce the, the threat to South Korea, to Japan, to our allies in the region, to the United States of America, to the entire world. But it really takes a strategy. No, you're not hearing things there. That was a vocal Trump critic, Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren, saying that she is hoping that Donald Trump is successful and pulls off a summit with Kim Jong-un. Just days ago, Trump canceled the meeting, but today he says his team is working to make it happen. And Kim has sent his former spy chief to New York for negotiations. The panel's back with me. Um, Mike, is Donald Trump playing hard to get? Is his game here working? I don't know. Um, the man's so erratic, it's hard to say. I don't know that there is a strategy. That I think seems to be working for him Yeah, may, maybe, maybe. I mean, a, a couple days ago, it wasn't working. In a very, really well-written letter, by the way, um, <laughs> oh in which calling off the summit, it clearly wasn't working. So, you know, I think this is all fly by the city of your pants. I think that the fact that we're going to pull this off in two weeks' time frame should scare the living hell out of everybody, that you're able to pull off a summit in, what, 10 days' time, 14 days' time, uh, of this magnitude with this kind of guy because he so wants to do it for the win and less so for, frankly, I think, the policy. But look, I hope it works. I hope that, you know, two lunatics in a room can get something done. We shall see. Aaron, is it an achievement if nothing concrete comes out of the meeting? If, is it progress just sitting down together at this point? So I'm not sure. I think progress would be either nothing happening or something positive happening because something negative happening is a, right. is a risk. <laughs> and like if, if the meeting happens and if we emerge from the meeting worse off than we were before we went in, then I wish I will I will have wished it hadn't happened. If we can go in, sit there, if they can you know look at look at each other's eyes and maybe stroke each other's hands and then leave the room, fine. But anything that's on the negative side is something that is deeply concerning to me. Um, John, if they do sit down and nothing comes out. What, what do you say? Still a win. Uh, it, because it is progress. You know, going into a room together and starting that productive dialogue is exactly what we need. I do think it will be productive. It's going to happen. And th- what you're seeing, we, and we've talked about this, you know, in previous shows, yeah. it's part of the theater. And, it, and you know, it's going to work. Yeah. He brought him back to the table. We're going to talk about the real issues, denuclearization, and, and that's what's important. But At the end of the day, you know, world peace could be achieved here. <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's pretty good. But what if and world peace is, is, a great, is a great goal, but one of the world's foremost experts on North Korea nuclear, um, the nuclear program, says that to denuclearize North Korea will take something like 15 years. Do you think okay. President Trump will accept that time frame, even if he can't do anything to change it? 15 years out, like seeing something happen 15 years out seems like a long time for that man to accept. I, I think you'll see a shorter time frame. I mean, I understand what the experts are saying, but if there's a commitment to do so, I and mean, first and foremost, if it even begins, yeah, that's, well, that's great. That's but cool. whether it takes five years, 10 years, or 15 years, it, whatever it's going to take to make it happen, that's what we need to do. How is it that even Elizabeth Warren, I mean, someone I don't think sees eye to eye with Anything that Donald Trump does, says, or stands for, or represents, she doesn't like any of it. She's even 
cheering on. She says, I hope it works. That's what she said to CBS this morning. How is it that Donald Trump has become this master diplomat? Uh, well, we don't know if he's been a master diplomat yet, right? And I think if he's not typically the most diplomatic person here, but we know that what Obama did didn't work. We know that what George W. Bush did with North Korea didn't work. And all so, Obama did was speak in diplomatic language. Exactly. All and the so, time. And so Trump is doing something very bold in that he's doing something different. And that's not something we've really seen uh, too often um, from, from presidents on, on policy like this. And so it's a good first start, but we should take this one step at a time, see what works, and try and get some progress. So sure and they're going to talk like about their hair. Let's step. not forget think, about that. I think this is politically really smart for, for Democrats, just period, to, to yeah. stand and, and want and publicly say, I hope this happens and I hope it gets... And who doesn't? Fun. I mean, you're because going to sit in a room with a crazy man. Let's hope it works, okay? Let's all hope it works. Yeah. Mike, you have such a refreshing perspective on all these events. He's talking about sitting next to you. I just want you to know that. Okay? No, That's what he's been talking about this whole time. You haven't been looking. He's just been going like this. Just taking it all in. Exactly. Great to see you guys. Let's see what happens tomorrow. This is day 495 of President Trump's administration, and it's also 161 days until the midterm elections. That's the State of America tonight. Check out our podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, your favorite app, or your favorite app. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, you guys. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.